Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, welcome to Lovecast, the boys love podcast, where we talk about everything related to boys love. I'm your host, Pixie, and with me are my co-hosts, Alexa and Kayla. Hi. Hello. Yay. We're back. Only us. No guests today. <laughs> it's been so long. Yes. We're just getting two famous guides. Yeah, right? Okay. <laughs> Well, we're going to talk about Lovely Writer Part 2 today. So if you haven't heard, like, listened to our first part, then go check that out. I'll leave it in the description so you know where we're getting from. First, we're going to start with um, Tea Time. Yes, Tea Time. Finally back. There's <laughs> so much that's happened. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> We can't go through everything. So I decided that we are just going to do like the biggest story or the one that annoys me the most. <laughs> <laughs> like I said this earlier, <laughs> I have been so annoyed at this for so long. I can't stop thinking about it. it... <sighs> so like a backstory on especially on twitter i think it's mostly been on twitter there's been like this outrage from some thai fans it's mostly fans in thailand that have been saying this or complaining and i'm not saying all thai fans but these particular ones have they found out that i think it was actually the k-pop stands who found out that yeah nitty man is based out of a or was a god seven fanfic before she changed the names and probably a little story and stuff and when she was promoting her novel after changing it to an original work or original names and stuff she was still using the GOT7 tag 
to promote it. Like this used to be a GOT7 fanfic. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people were saying that she was using the fame of the group to advertise her novel. And like, basically, she doesn't deserve her fame because she's using the group's fame to get it. <sighs> There's a lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I kind of feel like it's been a Twitter war between these Thai fans that are saying this and international fans who are going against it. Mm. Yeah, because all the international fans that I've seen don't have a problem with it. Because when you... Still, when you're doing a fanfic, yes, it's not original work. Well, it is. You're writing it. So it's not like she's like plagiarizing someone else's book, right? right? It's not word for word. It's her written word, her story. Like she's using inspiration from a group to make that story. It's your own story. So when she changed the names and stuff, it doesn't give her story less... What do you call it? Like, it's still, you can't just write a fanfic and think it's going to be, like, loved everywhere because it's a fanfic, right? You need to be right. good at writing. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You, you get recognition because your writing is good, not because of who the fan... And, like, I didn't know that Nitty Man was a GOT7 fanfic. I never would have put it together if this whole thing Ordeal. didn't start. <laughs> yeah. I don't... I mean... When I look at it from the outside, I can see how the names are maybe somewhat similar. Mm -hmm. But, like, an outsider who's not a fan of GOT7, I feel like they never would put that together. Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. like, I don't know how many GOT7 fans are watching this series or reading this book. But, mm -hmm. like, I feel like the average viewer would not associate the series with GOT7 at any way. In any yeah. way. Yeah. And if you've seen, the, the like, the episodes, the story is about kids in Thai university doing the whole moon and thing. Right. That GOT7 is from South Korea, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have moons <laughs> in yeah. university, right? Yeah, it's not even close to, I guess, an autobiographical <laughs> type thing. No! Not even it's close. Not. So it's just like, what do you really think care like okay and i just have to say like dr patrick got involved in this and i got so mad because he was saying that the author or anyone who uses like fanfics to get popular doesn't deserve it they're not good their stories aren't worth anything because they're borrowing parts to make their stories and like that to me is that's so hypocritical it really is. I know we were all really shocked that he would have that standpoint on it after we talked to him about just like getting inspiration for stories and things like that. Like it feels like it really came out of left field coming from right. him. Yeah. And he even said like he wouldn't have a problem with people plagiarizing his work. And then he has like this standing with people who wrote an original story just like used, just started in fanfic. And it's so normal for authors these days to start as fanfics. Like you, mm -hmm. Patrick brought up like Fifty Shades because he used that as an argument that everyone who says that it's not wrong, they just mention Fifty Shades and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, Fifty Shades was a Twilight fanfic. 
And yeah. they changed. I didn't know that for like a long time after I read. There's nothing in Fifty Shades that points towards Twilight, really, yeah. <laughs> right? And then you have the whole Shadowhunter universe. It started as a Harry Potter fanfic, and if you think about it, you can sort of see the character like Jace is Draco and Clary is Ginny. Like you can clearly see the characters in their appearances for mm -hmm. who they are. Mm -hmm. But still, like most people wouldn't know that. And I know that I know for a fact that that author just changed the names when she made it original. So the story is pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. And then you have, like, after, uh, like you guys mentioned to me earlier, is uh, Harry Styles fanfic. <laughs> and I'm yeah. just like, what? <laughs> he does not act like Harry Styles at all. <laughs> I would never have guessed. <laughs> right? Like, so much has changed to the yeah. fact. And you have to change so many things culturally, too. Mm. Yeah. Like you said, that it's just not even the same work that it used to be even if it was inspired by say like a k-pop group yeah, yeah. But that's the thing like i mean it's one thing if you're writing based off of like earlier novel or like a series that exists mm -hmm. where a universe already exists and mm -hmm. you still have to kind of like alter that universe to make it your own but yeah. like when you're writing about like k-pop groups and like celebrities it's not mm -hmm. like they have like an established like universe or type thing like they're, <laughs> they're just real people that exist we don't know anything about their lives or like what they do so I and mean, we don't really know their personalities exactly. either because like mm -hmm. any celebrities <laughs> they don't show you you don't show the real you in public like most yeah. people would get cancelled so fast so beyond <laughs> like basing it probably on their appearance and mm -hmm. like using the same Your names if it's a fanfic. Um, personality yeah. of like yeah. So like it's not like they have anything that they can plagiarize off of when you're writing mm -hmm. about like celebrities and K-pop groups and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like they're real people. It's like it's so weird to me that I don't know. And like you yeah. said, there's no guarantee that like putting it in the got seven hashtag is even going to get it more viewers or readers like yeah it's not an uncommon thing for you know writers to use hashtags and stuff to get their work mm -hmm. seen but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to get more viewers from that like it's not like i doubt she went into with the mentality that oh yeah all the got seven fans are gonna read this and i'm gonna get yeah. so popular like yeah i don't think that was the intention at all if you go on like sites like ao3 and search got seven fanfics do you know how many millions you will find right mm -hmm. like that's no guarantee so and if she wants to use that to like boost her like get noticed then all the more to her do you know how hard it is to get noticed yeah mm -hmm. and for me like patrick going against this kind of feels like he's jealous because he's been complaining on Twitter how he's not getting enough attention, that he needs uh, support for his uh, books to get into shows and all that. But then, like, he trashes others for doing what they can to get noticed. And it just feels so wrong. Uh -huh. Yeah, I don't understand. Especially when this hits... Jamie, who we've had on here as well, she's uh, the author of Secret Admirer. And Secret Admirer started as a Cinto Christ fanfic. 
it was a completely original story based on her life. It's just like many authors, she found inspiration in her ship and wrote from there. And when she came to a point where she was comfortable, she just changed. Well, she sh changed Chris's name. She kept Singto's name in there, but like Singto's an it's an it's a name. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't copyright my name. Like a lot of people have my name. <laughs> so, and now she's being forced to change the name of in the novel. And she had to pull. If you check out her the site where she puts her novels, you will find that Secret Admirer isn't there anymore. It's completely pulled off because they need to change Singto's name in it. I hope that's the only thing, that it isn't pulled completely. Yeah, hopefully it'll come back up. I didn't mention this, but they, these fans got so rapid that they got several novels pulled because they mm -hmm. started as fanfics. And they were demanding that Nitty Man was like... Yeah, they wanted the show to be cancelled, didn't they? Or yes. They wanted it off the air. Luckily, they didn't do anything about that. That would be millions lost, right? So, but the novels got taken away, and I'm I'm not sure at how many no different novels got pulled, but I know there were a few. And I'm just also thinking, like, poor Jamie. We recently heard that she... And, like, she's the sweetest person and mm. kindest person. I've had a lot of contact with her. And I was talking to her translator, Ronnie, because I haven't heard anything from her for a while. And it turns out that she was diagnosed with cancer. And she's going through chemo right now. Mm. So she hasn't been online. Mm -hmm. And just thinking about, like, her having to go through all this harassment. Because I've seen people harass her. And, like calling out her story for being like a fanfic before it's heartbreaking like they're they're ruining people's lives and patrick is her friend she's been supporting him for like forever she's the reason he we put him on our show because she like told us that like he's a really good author and you should talk to him and she's just like really supporting everyone around her and she gets all of this thrown at her and I just ugh. Mm -hmm. yeah it's not right it's really not right <laughs> it makes yeah. me sad to think about am I the only one who would kind of think it was really cool if a fanfic that I read was like turned into a series or something yeah. like I feel like yeah. I would think that was really cool like I yeah. know myself and a lot of my friends who have written fan fiction have like, tried to turn it into an original story and taken mm. out names and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, I don't know. I think that would be really cool. And I would feel kind of prideful about yeah. someone from my fandom having, like, a really successful story. Right. Yeah. Especially if you've been, like, reading it for a long time and, like, following the author and stuff like that. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like it would be exciting to watch them get that opportunity and, like, to see a story that you love come to life. Yeah. I mean... We are, like, in such a digital age. I feel like fanfic is essentially just another way of reading novels. Like, mm -hmm. yes, it's possibly based on characters that already exist, but there are so many unique stories and unique plot lines out there. And a lot of the times fanfic authors write things that are better than 
very the original stories. Let's be <laughs> yeah. real. But, like, it's not like they don't put any work into it or just mm-hmm. like, yes, let me just basically put the same story up online. Like, that doesn't do yeah. anything for them. So they're yeah. putting in a lot of work to create their own story. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you're going to cancel, like, fanfic authors, you need to start canceling people who do fan edits. Because they're using someone else's work. Like, yeah, they're putting a lot of work into it, but they're using clips from other series and <laughs> right. all that to boost their uh, famousness. Like, it's basically the same thing. Like, they're taking something that exists and they're making it their own and putting a lot of work down to do that. Mm. And also, like, reactors. <laughs> like, <laughs> we have to cancel reactors. They are watching an original show and reacting to it and it's basically like they're getting famous off of that show so like okay i'm being sarcastic now because i think this is like really stupid yeah (laughs) i agree with it though like it's like how could you go after this one thing when they're it's like first of all it's like how could you go after this one thing when there's Mm -hmm. so many other things you could be focusing on right and then two it's like well I don't know. Like, it's just so frustrating. Yeah, it's just so frustrating. We need to cancel everyone that like makes like uh, Coke substitutes because Coke is the original one, so we can't have anyone riding on that. <laughs> yeah, it's like keep the same energy. If you're yeah, to do that. It's just like a clear situation of everyone just like bandwagoning on. A situation that doesn't make sense to be bandwagoning on yeah they were like oh these people are angry well i'm gonna be angry too without yeah. thinking about like in any other perspective like in, in yeah. looking at mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. bigger picture yeah and i don't i'm not saying this to hate on the people that were agreeing with these fans because i think that a lot of people just didn't think through it but i think like now that like we've presented like a different view on this i hope that people will think a little more before they jump on the train and yeah because really these authors wouldn't be where they are without them being good at writing Mm -hmm. i agree and a fanfic writer is no less of writer than anyone else they put in the work they like, I've read so many fanfics that are so good, and you can't just d- dismiss them because they're using inspiration from somewhere else. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, everyone uses inspiration from everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I think that a lot of people, just like you said, didn't have context for the situation mm-hmm. and then just jumped on the bandwagon, including Patrick. I feel like he yeah. really just didn't fully understand. So yeah. no offense yeah. to him, I guess. Yeah. I did. I did. He never responded to me. I did answer his post on Twitter because he tweeted that, okay, what does the international fans think about this? And all of the responses underneath were like, we don't have a problem with this. Right. And he didn't answer a single person. He was not discussing with anyone. He was not answering anyone. But he was answering and discussing with the Thai people who were agreeing with him on his tweet in Thai. So I smell like hypocrisy here. And it's, <laughs> I, I'm really disappointed. I really did 
think highly of him after we talked to him. I really respected him, but this just, yeah, I lost that respect, to say the least. So that's that. (laughs) Yeah. There's just, like, things like this. I'm like, why is this even a big deal in the first place? Mm -hmm. I think that... I maybe like quarantine this past like one and a half years has really gone to people <laughs> because I just feel like the boredom is off the charts and yeah. I just wish people would take a second to breathe and not be as reactionary on social media. I know it's really hard when yeah. something you're passionate about or it like angers you, but I just wish people would take the time to find context for themselves instead of listening to other people. Can we use our energy on positive things? Can't we just for once just (laughs) be positive about things and and not be mad on social media? It takes so Mm -hmm. much energy. Just I'm like one of those people that if I have like end up in some drama on Twitter or something, I can't sleep. Like, seriously, if mm-hmm. I have an angry customer at, like, my job, like, it affects me in such right. a bad way that even if we got a happy customer in the end, like, the whole process there, it just, it makes me, like, shake. I can't sleep. I just, it goes yeah. around in my head around, like, and I, because of that, I've had to get, like, a whole employee to just deal with <sighs> Uh, customer drama because <laughs> I know that my mental health can't take it right. so I just don't get why people will expose themselves to that like on a daily I don't get what they get from it yeah there have been a lot of times where I put up a video and then went to sleep and fully expected to wake up to nothing but like hate mm. <laughs> and so yeah I get that it's yeah. really hard to sleep whenever something on social media happens like this yeah yes yeah. yeah, so i've learned to not check my emails and stuff before i go to bed because that's, <laughs> yeah, that's smart yeah okay one more story i want to just touch on because it happened like recently and i think it's like an important thing to highlight is that tony labrusha is that his name that last name I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> He's a Philipp- like a really big time Filipino actor. Oh yeah, yeah. From Hello, Hello Stranger. Stranger, but yeah. like Hello Stranger is like one of the smallest productions he's been in. He's really big in straight dramas in uh, the Philippines. And a girl released a statement that she's suing him because he because it's basically sexual harassment. Mm. Oh no. I'm going to pull up the statement. So he had two accounts of aggravated acts of lasciviousness. How do you say that? Lascivious, I think. I have never seen that word. It's a a very legal term. (laughs) Yeah, it's basically, it means like lewd acts. Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah. yeah, sexual harassment. So what he did was. He unstrapped her top, revealing her chest, and he forcefully held her by the waist and pulled her onto his lap to sit. Oh, God. It says that he, like, choked someone in the establishment who was trying to, like, force him to leave for being too drunk. Oh, my God. That, too. So, 
This is pretty disgusting. I mean, it takes a lot for someone to sue someone. And they say that they have like four eyewitnesses. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is bad. And he's like, he's like really rich. Like his parents are really rich. And he's like this big time actor. And it kind of feels like he thinks probably that he's like the big shot and can do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm -hmm. So I am inclined to believe the person who put this out. It's so specific. I mean, in my point of view, when situations like this come out and people are accused of things like bullying and sexual harassment, my inclination is always to believe the victim first Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I would rather believe the victim and have that turn out to be a lie than spend all my time defending a celebrity that I don't know if it turns out to be true that they did those things. Mm -hmm. So like, I would Mm -hmm. rather just like believe the victim, Mm -hmm. especially because it does take a lot for someone to bring up charges against a huge celebrity. So like, I wouldn't think that someone would just do that willy nilly, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, I'm very much inclined to believe her. Yeah. Like he's a, big star and it takes a lot of guts to do something like that and it's not like she's putting her name out there so this isn't like a fame thing she's Mm. not doing this to get attention like we don't know who she is or whatever that isn't in the statement at all it's her lawyer who, who put out the whole thing so like there's no motive for her to do this right if it wasn't true yeah Mm -hmm. so that's disgusting feel so bad for her but mm-hmm. hey good for her for speaking up because i can yeah. only imagine how scary it's scary to speak up against anyone who has mm-hmm. assaulted you let alone a big time celebrity so like yeah. that mm-hmm. takes a lot of guts and good for her yeah yeah i feel the same i really hope she gets like justice from this and if it is true i really hope that like the fans gets, the punishment of him yeah yeah he gets real punishment and the fans don't just blindly support him like we see sometimes Mm -hmm. yeah we see a lot of that yeah like i can see it from a fan's perspective where you really look up to this person so you don't even want to think that they could do anything like that but i really hope that this opens their eyes because i agree with everything you said alexa this is not good and i'm definitely going to believe the victim first Mm -hmm. same okay we've been through all that should we start talking about lovely writer oh god (laughs) who wants to go first well we left off we finished off with episode five in the last episode so we are starting from episode six it has been a while since I mean, it's been a couple weeks since the show ended, and episode six was even, like, six weeks before that, so, like, the details are hazy, because I didn't have time to rewatch. I know the big thing that happened in that episode Mm -hmm. was, that's when we found out that Nubsip was actually Jean's childhood friend, and, Mm -hmm. like, they grew up together, and Jean found that out, and had a really he would break down when he found that out (laughs) and i know a lot of fans did not understand why he was so upset but Mm -hmm. i don't know i think like 
I really connected with Gene as a character. So like, I'm like on the Gene defense squad, but even like looking at it from like a more logical perspective and like looking at Gene's character, knowing how guarded he is in the series and how hard it is for him to let people in and admit to Mm -hmm. his feelings for people. And I know the director had talked about that bit in the behind the scenes too. Like he had just come to the point where he was like, yeah, I think I can admit that I like this person and that I want to let this person into my life only to find out that in his eyes, that person had, I mean, he lied to him. I mean, it was like a lie by omission, but like it was Mm -hmm. a lie all the same Mm -hmm. Uh because he approached Gene knowing him, knowing that Gene did not recognize him and he kept that hidden for who knows like weeks I'm assuming yeah. and so like Jean was had every right to be hurt by that and I was honestly mm-hmm. like very surprised seeing how many people thought he was overreacting like yeah. I don't know maybe it is just because I see a lot of myself in him but I was just like it made total sense to me that his mm-hmm. reaction was as extreme as it was yeah no, it made sense to me too because of pretty much everything you said with him being so guarded and reserved the whole series and it's like he is very much trying to protect himself yeah all the time Mm -hmm. so whenever he feels like he's betrayed it's like the trust that he was starting to finally build up is broken Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I thought the same thing like I was like more surprised that people were thinking that it's overreacting than than that it happened at all (laughs) like when it happened my thoughts were like yeah that's how I would react (laughs) like I let this person into my home and they've been like he knows that he's like Nupsip is courting him yeah and someone who claims they like love you and then they don't tell you something as important like this i also mm-hmm. said saw that people were commenting like why didn't gene remember him and i'm like it's like they were kids like yeah. do you remember everyone you met when you were a kid like and even also, if like, it's some neighbor it's still <laughs> yeah and also like people can look completely different i mean i know a lot of people they look similar to when they were younger but like like you said gene was a kid so i can't imagine that he remembered Nubsip's face perfectly and could mm-hmm. perfectly transform that into 20 year old Nubsip and make that connection like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I could kind of see that argument because it seems like when they were kids Nubsip and like leaving him had a really huge effect on him yeah but at the same time it's like I don't think he would have recognized him <laughs> so yeah. many years later yeah, and I think, like, the fact that it affected him so bad that Nupsev left is more, or that he had to leave, whatever, is more about Jean being, having a hard time handling change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also, like, yeah, Nupsev recognized Jean, but that is only because, like, he had basically been, like, following him growing up on, like, Facebook and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, he said he reconnected with I think Jap is the brother's name Mm -hmm. and was like looking at pictures of Gene on Facebook and like seeing him grow up. So like, obviously he's going to recognize adult Gene because he's seen adult Gene online, but like for Gene, like he, as far as we know, has never seen Nubsip since he left him as a child. So like, Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I just think and, a lot of people like, are very hard on Jean for this whole situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't like go around thinking about my childhood friends 24-7 to the point that I will like look at every stranger I meet and think like, like that. Could them. this be someone I met before? <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> or like look at them and immediately realize. Yeah. And he couldn't have guessed it by the name either because he called him Sib. Yeah, and I think, didn't they say that Nubsip changed his last name as an actor? Mm. Yeah. yeah. So that also was different. So if you listen to, like, when they were kids, he's only using Sib, Sib. Yeah. On a lighter note, in episode seven, or episode six, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Mm. That's also when they we found out that Tiffy was bisexual. Yeah. Because she yes. revealed that she had dated girls in the past, and I was just like... It was really exciting because I feel like everyone was reading her as having very much like queer vibes, bisexual vibes. And so the fact mm-hmm. that she they actually had her be like, yes, I've dated women before. That was like really mm-hmm. exciting to see. Yeah. Queen Tiffy. She deserves it. Uh-huh. Happy Pride, guys. I like that they actually made her bisexual rather than just like putting her in a booth at like girls love or boys love booth like either yeah. you're like boys or you're like girls that's how it is <laughs> but yeah we need so much more bisexual and like pansexual representation in in these dramas mm-hmm. i wish they would like address that the existence of that sexuality more but you know that's a whole other battle yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> one step at a time <laughs> No, like, Tiffy is one of my favorite characters in the whole show. I love she her so much. so well done. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's such a good character, Queen Tiffy. Yeah. We also started to learn a little more about Tom's life. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, the fact that his parents passed away and his sister, I believe it is, is the... Yeah. She, like, works at the company and I guess is technically Nubsib's actual manager. Yeah. 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 I assume she has, like, some kind of, like, high leadership position there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, she is a character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure we'll yeah. get into. <laughs> like, I got into a discussion with someone about her because, like, the way she acts when she's, like, over-sexualizing BL, someone mentioned that why didn't they... Why did it have to be a girl? Why did it have to be a woman that is over-sexualizing BL? Like, uh, trying to present, like, women to be, like, these really, like, fetishizing people, right? But what I believe, if you changed it into a man, and he was doing all the stuff, (laughs) like, the editor does, like, with the whole uh, moaning and uh, Mm. sex, sex, sex thing then it would just be comical. But when you have this woman doing it, it's disgusting to look at. And even, I don't care who you are, if you're looking at that woman talking like that and think that's okay, then you're disturbed. (laughs) And I also think it was like, meant to be like less focused on the gender of the person and more mm. focused on their authority level because yeah. like this is like jean's editor and nubsip's man like top manager upper level manager whatever they are like pushing these things and that's mm. partially what makes it harder for people to say no to them is because mm. the authority figures are the ones 
pushing this idea of fetishization so like mm-hmm. people can't push back against it and like I do kind of get where people are coming from I I know we like I don't think they were trying to paint like all women as fetishizers though mm-hmm. but like I I think it was I do agree with what you said like I don't think it would have had the same impact, same impact if, with if it had been like a man doing those roles mm-hmm well, I got the impression that they were trying to make a stereotypically, like, Fujishi character. Because at the end, the editor does end up being like, yeah, like, what I was doing to pressuring Eugene, like, wasn't right. And I should have been, like, more, I guess, in tune with what you wanted to do. And then, honestly, I can't remember what, I can't remember what Tom's sister, what kind of note we ended with her, but... I thought that it was supposed to be, like, doing this whole stereotypical Fujishi thing and mm-hmm. then showing, like, development over time. But I don't I know. I can see that. Universe. Yeah. I she did know. kind of come <laughs> around in the end. Mm-hmm. She was, like, like the final boss kind of thing. Like, <laughs> Jean had to stand up to her. It was, like, sort of a... a turning point for him in the story that he finally stood up to her because she Mm -hmm. is like writing him throughout the whole thing like she is deciding everything he does and he is miserable because of it so the moment he stands up to her is like really you can see everything that's happened to him with Mepsip and everything is just like he's a changed man and Yeah. yeah and him standing up to her makes her rethink her life and that's when she accepts his what's jean's friend's name hin 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 Hin. yeah that's when she accepts his story right Mm -hmm. so i think it was vital to have her because she's important part of the story as like a gray area bad guy yeah yeah i think so too yeah, she definitely like stood to play a part in a lot of Jean's like character development and such. For episode seven, I've actually it's like the only episode I've <laughs> I had some notes from. One of my first notes for that episode was autistic tendencies. Yeah, I saw yeah. a lot of we talked a lot about that with Jean. Jean being on the spectrum. Um, especially like you see when when he's playing with the dragon yeah i think that was one of the big scenes yeah i mean because he's meant to be like what like 10 or 11 11 or 12 at that point and like Mm. there's just this scene of him like not being able to kind of like comprehend one that he's like not actually like actively playing with nubsib and Mm. then like two being like very like strong in his like stance on the situation and basically instigating like a fight with like a six-year-old kind of yeah (laughs) and I think like his lack of like social I don't know what the word I'm looking for is etiquette yeah that's there we go Mm. kind of definitely it was like a big indicator to me that he might have some like be on the spectrum yeah I think you like you see it throughout the whole series if you really look for it like you see he has like his uh, problems with uh, connecting to people, mm. his problems with uh, things changing, his unwillingness to like accept that he is in love with Nupsip and then tell 
everyone around them which he like he changes over time obviously but it's a really hard thing for him to do and he needs Napsip to be sort of his anchor before yeah. he is able to do it yeah i agree with that so he gets like this rock to hold on to before he like dives into the whole coming out to his family i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And yeah, it, there's a lot. Like, even his reaction uh, for from Napsip not telling him that like he, they're childhood friends and stuff, mm-hmm. it's really towards like being on the spectrum. Like obviously he's a working adult who can live on his own and he works well, but like he's really he's really bowled up in his apartment alone for most of the time, right? Yeah, I mean he has a very solitary career. Like from mm-hmm. what we see before Napsip, he really only sees like him his editor Mm. and his writer i mean like even his friends say that like they barely ever hear from him so like he's Mm -hmm. a very like solitary person yeah but yeah i mean obviously like we can only speculate about like what we know about autism and Mm. what we can read from gene's character but like i do think a lot of people saw those characteristics in him and i think that stands for something 
and like if people see him as representation as of someone on the spectrum then like I think that's a good thing because Mm -hmm. we could use a lot more of that and like showing that like not everyone on the spectrum is like incapable of like living on their own Mm -hmm. and like being like people in society because I still Mm -hmm. think we have like a lot of outdated ideas like that Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah I remember when I grew up like if you were autistic you were like basically someone who was just like sitting in a corner or doing that one thing that you were focusing on and if someone right. took that away from you you start screaming and right. like that's how it was portrayed back then exactly. so there's so much to learn about like the spectrum and stuff for people but i really like that they they put this into the story it lends a lot more depth to the character than mm-hmm. like it shows more of a realistic side to a story like everyone isn't just the same everyone doesn't think the same like everyone is just not just normal like there's a lot of mental health going around there's a lot of other things involved in human behavior so there's like yeah yeah, i i like that there's some realistic side to it i agree with that yeah 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 other than that I mean, like, episode seven was, like, mainly that whole flashback of their childhood. And then Mm -hmm. they, like, reconciled Mm -hmm. at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. But then, like, going into episode eight, that's when they had that first um, press conference where we kind of started to see the riff in the fandom type thing. And I feel like this is when they kind of started um, delving more into, like, the way people will view the show as fans and how gene and Dubsip's relationship will affect that and stuff like that because mm-hmm. they had like a whole group of people who were gene and Nubsip fans versus Nubsip and aoi fans and they mm-hmm. were like arguing over well i want Nubsip to take pictures with gene and i want Nubsip to take pictures with aoi and stuff like mm-hmm. that and it obviously became noticeable to like the television like production crew and stuff like that as well at that point i think yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I have a lot of stuff in my notes for this episode <laughs> about fan service. Like, yeah. just how behind the scenes drama can ruin the actual drama, which is mm. something that we've definitely seen play out in real yeah. life. Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny because I heard that, like, they used, like, real fans. Yeah, I did see that. Film it. And that surprises me because that whole scene is like to show how crazy fans can be. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just like, it's kind of ironic. Like the fans aren't like thinking about this when they're doing it. And yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, fan culture. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's crazy how there can be so much argument over the fans perceived relationships mm. of these people like they don't know them that's just like me going up to some random people and telling them oh you two are together now kiss yeah right <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is also the episode where i started to really teeter back and forth with aoi's character mm. like right. one second you, like I called out jean oh. in the bathroom yes yeah. and then i was I was surprised that Nubsib came in and defended him, actually. 
Yeah. I thought Nepsip was going to like hit him, honestly. He seemed like he wanted to. (laughs) Yeah. That scene, like when you see it for the first time, you think that you clearly see that he looks like he's threatening Jean. Yeah. Yeah. But when you know the story and you look back at it, you can clearly see that that's not what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's so well done. And Bruce did it so well. And I'm just, that, that like, because um, I think it was JBL pointed it out before the other episodes came out, before we knew anything that, like, oh my God, like Bruce did this perfectly because she read the books. So she <laughs> knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he portrayed that whole thing perfectly like we did not see that one coming yeah absolutely not yeah you really get the impression that aoi really did like nubsib but then you're like wait it actually makes Uh a lot of sense that the one he's focused on is gene right because i like think back specifically to that scene when they're sitting on set or whatever and aoi comes over to talk to him and it's like oh like do you want to like go eat or something yeah yeah and it does seem like bruce or aoi <laughs> is using nubsip to make gene jealous but it's backfiring mm-hmm. yeah yeah Be- because <laughs> like bruce said that aoi just needs love and he doesn't know how to get it mm-hmm. so he's just trying everything he can think of without actually thinking about what he's doing he's yeah. just he acts rashly yeah and he just doesn't understand why Gene doesn't fall for him. <laughs> yeah, like why he doesn't understand why his plan isn't working the way he thinks it will. And it's only yeah. driving Gene further away from him. Yeah. But then like we watch it from Gene's perspective and like to Gene, that scene in the bathroom was AOI threatening him. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. you know, we can understand why Gene is like not falling for him, but AOI cannot understand that. Yeah, and Aoi's been acting from the very beginning, kind of like he's trying to get an upset mm-hmm. from from Jean's perspective. It does look like he wants Aoi wants is in love with Nupset. So when in reality he's just trying to get Jean to not get close to him because he wants him himself. So it's yeah. um it's really well done how they did that. I it's so subtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, like, when you look, it's like one of those things where when you look back, it's like, oh, the hints were yeah, all yeah. there all along. We were just reading them from a different yeah. point of mm-hmm. view. And, like, there's two sides to every story, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just insane to me how they balance that. And we do know, like, this is not just, like, the author of the novel because they changed a lot. Yeah, I heard. I haven't read the novel, so I don't know. But they apparently kept like the the main points, but like changed it to modernize it. Yeah, no, I definitely see that. I had been um trying to go off on a tangent, like following like one of the this one person on Twitter who kind of started doing like not translations, but like summaries of the scenes in the novel that corresponded with the episode in the show, and I feel mm. like especially like the characterizations of Jean and Nubzip were very, very different in the Mm -hmm. show. But yeah, they definitely like, from what I saw, like modernized it a lot and made it a lot more like 
fit for today's standards of like what should be on television and i think from what i've seen that made it a lot better of a series like i think i would have had some issues with it with some of the things that i've seen from the novel so like yeah. i'm glad that they made the choices that they did mm-hmm. yeah where are we going into episode nine yeah i oh mean that's when there's the big <laughs> reveal with aoi so like yeah that's a whole scene and a half yeah, yeah. This is when I started to feel bad for him again, yeah. especially mm-hmm. because whenever Mock, is that his name? Mok when, yeah. he, Mok, Mok. when he confesses that he is like paying so much attention to all these things Aoi is doing because he cares deeply for him. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, this is so sad because it's like Aoi doesn't see what's right in yeah. front of him. Yeah, right. He wants love, but when he has it right in front of him, he's just like, nope. And I think partially he like associates Mok with his family, which obviously mm-hmm. caused like a lot of pain for him. Yeah. And so like to an extent, like I get why he wouldn't have feelings for him, but also like Mok was like the most like low key irrelevant character. <laughs> like he showed up like one to like he they like had that makeout scene, yeah. and then two in an episode nine, and then. again towards the end so like I kind of feel bad because like I'm honestly kind of glad the way then things ended with him the way they did because Mm -hmm. I feel like that ship would have kind of like come out of nowhere if Aoi was all of a sudden like yeah I'll date you now but like it is kind of like it does make you feel sad for Aoi to see like how he is so like hurt by what happened in his past that like he can't open up his like defenses to like anyone associated with his family I feel like yeah, I do feel like AI kind of like digs his own grave oh, and he in, does. His, <laughs> in his own quest to find love, he kind of gets more lonely. Like Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. getting a little bit ahead of myself, but like even Tiffy leaves him and yeah. it, he's like There's that scene of him in the end, like when he's like basically I mean like he has his fans mm-hmm. and then they juxtapose that juxtaposition that with him being like all alone in real life because everyone that cared about him or wanted to care about him basically could not handle anything anymore yeah yeah it made me so sad but i think it made a lot of sense it made a lot of sense that things ended like that that was (laughs) very realistic yeah that's what it is it's very realistic like you're not gonna get a happy ending if you're acting like that and I, I kind of relate to Aoi because mm. I've grown up in, in a house where my dad has been very commanding and like he's yeah. always had like this iron grip on my life. And like I escaped to America <laughs> just to get away. Like the only reason I studied in America was to get away from my dad because he had such a clutch on my life that I I couldn't make any decisions myself. And it was just... It was really hard to the point that even today that like right now I run the business, I do everything. I have kids, man and house and everything. And my dad still scares me shitless. Yeah. He's never physically hurt me. It's just the way he talks to the point that if I need to talk to him about something serious, I will start to cry. And like, no, that doesn't happen with anyone else. I just, I have this damage from how he Mm. treated me as a kid Mm. that I just get emotional. 
whenever yeah. I talk to him. So I have so much sympathy for how Aoya acts. And like, I did the same thing when I was a kid. I don't blame him for being like cutting them off. Like mm-hmm. his sister outed him. His dad blamed him for his partner, like scamming him and his mom, like, you know, she just remained Bad silent through the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I wouldn't like, I would have like left their asses too. Like Jesus yep. Christ. Like he was in such an abusive house- household. Like, yeah, I don't blame him for his resentment against them at all. Yeah. And I I used to do the the same thing. Like when I was young, I used to do the same thing. I I acted before I thought and I got a lot of I got bullied a lot because I just couldn't control myself. And I didn't have any support from my family to kind of tell me, you know, you need to like stop and think about stuff. Right. Because they worked so much that they didn't really notice me. Right. Right. Mm hmm. I was struggling a lot mentally and they didn't see it at all. I used to go to like the nurse at the school and talk to her and had some therapy luckily, but like I was really bad. And I see the same thing in my daughter just because like, I think it's like a genetic thing. Mm, Like my dad had it, I have it. And now my daughter, everyone tells me that she's just like me and I see it and I just, I'm doing everything I can to kind of sort of make her aware of it so that she doesn't grow up to be like that too. Like, obviously I learned when I'm, when I became an adult, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I still sometimes lash out without meaning to, if I'm really tired or if I'm not like in my right mind, I, I sort of go back to that behavior and I hate it. And Mm -hmm. I can recognize that it's wrong and I can still do it because it's just a knee-jerk reaction. Mm. And I feel so, so sorry for Aoi, who has sort of been pushed into that and doesn't have anyone to pull him out. Yeah. But Mok was there. He was there to pull him out and he didn't accept it. So it's sort of his own fault, too. But yeah, I sympathize with him a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Aoi probably has even less trust in people than Jean. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. he probably oh God, never yeah. thought that Mok was serious about it. And yeah. then he was just, I don't know, had some he agenda. For his family or, or like, he's trying for his family. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, I felt so bad for <laughs> Aoi, even when he was doing shit that I was like, no, just please yes. stop. Like, oh, the scene where he is sitting and doing the, the live. Oh, oh God. God. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone who didn't notice, that's a reference to live done by art. Oh, 100%. 100% it is. Like the drama with Mew and Art. If mm. anyone is curious about that, I will link Kayla's episode on it. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's 100%. He's like the only guy, BL actor ever, to do something like that. He went yeah. live and cried and complained about Mew and that Mew tried to kiss him or did kiss him or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I honestly, I laughed during that scene <laughs> with Aoi so hard because we had talked to Bruce already, so we yeah. knew like, mm-hmm. that it wasn't real and that he was completely putting on an act. So I was like, yeah. wow, this is this guy really is something else. Yeah, that's what, like, I said to Bruce, like, I, when I was watching that, I kind of, 
saw it as like him having a, this evil aura around him while he yeah. was doing it because I just I noticed right away that this is just bullshit. He's doing this to cause problems. Oh, knee jerk reaction, right? Oh my god, the balls of someone to like make go on like IG live to resolve an issue like that. <laughs> and you have to think about like art doing it and what his goal with that was like i think that's the reason why most people don't like art because like mu he did some cryptic tweets uh-huh. but he didn't go any further but like art going on a live to basically get sympathy and just telling his end of the story it's yeah it, don't make shit like that public like resolve it on your own oh my god <laughs> Yeah, it's like, we don't really know what was going on. So I'm not on anyone's side if there's even Mm. a side to be on. But I agree with the whole, you should probably keep things private when you're public figure. Yeah, Yeah. that's the only thing, like, I don't want to take a muse or art side in that. The only thing I have a problem with it is that art took it public. Like, Mm -hmm. I have a problem with you doing the cryptic tweets, but it's far worse to go on live and crying and like he outed Mew in, in that live like yeah mm-hmm. saying that yeah. Mew kissed him is saying to the world that Mew is gay and that you're taking Mew's choice to come out himself and it's such a uh, yeah no okay yeah <laughs> we're not talking about <laughs> you and art now <laughs> sorry <laughs> No, it but just yeah, is yeah. so obvious that it's referencing that moment yeah, in was, time. <laughs> what even happens after that? Oh, <laughs> yeah. they, they come out to their that. parents. That right. Was, yeah. <laughs> that was so powerful. Ooh, that was um a lot. And then, yeah. I mean, the scene was really well done. And I, mm. I think that um, Jean and Nubsip, like, first of all, I love the way that Nubsip was always reassuring him, mm-hmm. Gene, that he was like, we don't have to do this if you don't feel ready. Like, mm-hmm. he did that multiple times. He was just like, I want you to be comfortable. So, like, yes, I want to tell people, but I will never tell anyone before you feel ready to. And, mm-hmm. I mean, Nubsip was really great about consent throughout the whole series. Yep. So, like, I will rave about that forever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think, like... That was another thing that was really, like, showed Gene's character development and um, him kind of coming into his own and being ready to, like, be himself. And, you know, he ended up having to have, like, a big confrontation with his parents, but, like, he Mm -hmm. really stood his ground in it. And I I think, like, like, Gene at the beginning of the series would have backed away really easily. Mm Mm-hmm. I love that scene, yeah, where they Gene is talking to his parents, and I feel like I especially love that scene because of the role his brother plays in it, because I just think of that from, like, my perspective, if someone, like, if my parents were attacking one of my siblings, I'd be like, no, you're not doing this, this is not happening. Yeah, you called him a tyrant and everything, I was like, pop off, Jack, defend your little brother. (laughs) This is just so organic. It's so interesting how, like, the background to each family and how they reacted, or each dad to how they mm. reacted. Because they were both against it, but because of different, different reasons. Places. Like, yeah. Nuxip's dad is thinking about 
his business and his livelihood and he doesn't have any problem with Napsip being gay it just doesn't he, he want it to affect yeah their <laughs> livelihood and Jean's dad is worried about Jean and how he will survive the scrutiny of the world mm. uh-huh. so yeah. so it's like two completely different sides and they're not either of them are they're not homophobic neither of the families it kind of seems like it when they're doing that scene that they're against like them being gay but for once you have like a story of someone coming out and the parents being mad not because they're homophobic but because of other things yeah, yeah. they both really don't want their sons to be judged by outside yeah, people. yeah. i do think that like as parents they didn't handle it the greatest in the way that they reacted at first but you know i can understand that they're shocked and you know they need some time to take it in but i think that you know their reactions are the way that reason why gene ended up so defensive because he thought his parents weren't accepting him because he was gay Mm -hmm. i think you know they could have benefited a little bit from maybe being like I don't know. I've never had, I'm not a parent who's ever had my child come out to them. So like, I will never be able to understand, at least not yet, like how that moment goes. But like, I think as a queer person who like has had the experience of coming out, I think that his, their parents could have been like a little bit less, like their shock seemed very negative. And so like, Mm -hmm. I can understand why Gene and Dubsip did get defensive yeah. But in the end, you're right that, like, they had reasons that didn't come from a place of homophobia. Mm. I think they could have just benefited from being a bit more upfront with that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, you know, they needed conflict. Yeah, but I think so. they were sort of playing off, trying to make people think that it's yeah. homophobia. Oh, absolutely. Because you see in episode seven that the dad is suspicious of the two kids sleeping yeah. in the bed. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be like a traditional like homophobic dad yeah. situation. So they are yeah. playing on that and trying to misdirect you. And I think that that sort of lends to a more depth to the story than just like it being straight up like that. They need drama, right? You need like suspense and uh, building up and misdirection because it makes an interesting story. You like to be surprised. You don't want a story that you can predict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think they did it really well. Like that could have like gone either way. Like if you yeah. didn't write that well, it could have been horrible. Oh but- yeah, I agree. <laughs> but then they did it in a really, really good way. Yeah, and the scenes that they had with their parents, like, when they were coming around, were very moving, especially, Mm -hmm. like, the two that Gene had with, like, his mom and his dad. They were very beautifully done. Yeah. Yeah, and then we see why Gene's dad has so many, I don't Mm -hmm. know, you would call it, why he's skeptical of the whole thing. That really caught me off guard. (laughs) I had no idea. (laughs) Oh my god, that reminds me. I saw someone make a comment that Gene's dad didn't look gay. I hate stuff like that. I'm just like, what What? the fuck of a comment is that? How does someone look gay? What does a gay man look like? Seriously? And that's like when you know 
they're the type of person that just like watches BL and probably does not associate with gay people in real life or know any gay mm-hmm. people in real life mm-hmm. because like I promise you that not all gay people are young fit Asian men like they look <laughs> however they look like looks have nothing to do with how gay you are or aren't yeah yeah and it's kind of funny because the actor who plays Gene's dad also plays a gay man or was supposed to play one of the gay dads in my right I love you mm, I didn't oh. know that I think it was that one but I can't remember I think it was but either way he plays a gay character in a different show <laughs> so I but either way it's not like I saw that comment and I just broke I'm just like yeah it doesn't make any sense how little do you think and like it can't be like that the person sort of wrote it the wrong way or something like that because that's a pretty straightforward comment (laughs) yeah so like there's no like uh, I have no doubt that that person just meant that he doesn't look gay because he's probably not feminine enough? What? Who knows? Who knows? Oh my god. That also goes against, I feel like, the message of the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right? Oh, that earlier scene with the casting <laughs> where they're like, well, he's like the perfect amount of gay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. did they completely miss that part of the show? All the commentary that's happened so far just went over their heads, probably. <laughs> like, I do feel that there's a lot of people who just watch without thinking and those are probably the people who don't like it too that think that this can be this show can be even compared to any other show because it it can't like there's no other show who's done this like they've taken real situations and showcased them like this is not bullshit like this stuff happened Mm. Mm -hmm. but they're at the same time they've done it tastefully because they're not pinpointing or like throwing hands at someone or can be like sued for defamation or whatever because then that person would have to admit that that's what happened right (laughs) but thailand has so strict laws on defamation like if you go out there and tell a true story about a person you can get sued like, I remember hearing a story about, like, a foreigner who came to a hotel and gave the hotel, a, like, a bad rating and the hotel owner sued them. Dang, that's won. insane. <laughs> and that's won so because it, it was defamation for the hotel and he would lose a lot of money for, like, guests coming in because of the low rating. Wow. Yeah. So... That was, the whole show is really bold that they do this, but I respect them for doing it tastefully. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Well, then we go into where the cursed episode 11, of course. Well, Mm. I guess like, yeah, that's when shit really hits the fan. Yeah. Because they get exposed on social media and Mm. that's when Aoi does his live. Mm-hmm. And they all get caught into that meeting and everything mm-hmm. just goes down the wrong path from there. Yeah. And, like, Nupsip is really, like, being a little too... I think that he's overreacting over the situation. Like, the show is not gonna, like, be forever. And they never told them to break up. They told them to stay apart while they're filming the show. <laughs> 
Yeah. But knowing Dubsip, like, he can't even bring himself to do that. And, like, I mean, he was definitely, like, acting very rashly, but I think that is also very in character for him. Mm -hmm. That he, like, wants to refuse to, like, have to be quiet about his feelings for Gene. And I think that he just, like, I don't know, it seemed like he doesn't really care that much about acting. Like, he only cares about Gene. So, like, I feel like if it was up to him, he probably would have just, like, let the series tank and gone on his merry way. But, like, (laughs) I just think, like, his mindset is, like, he's very black and white in the way he sees things in that way. Mm -hmm. And I think in his brain, he was like, Gene matters, this show doesn't. And, like, that's why he had the reaction that he did. But, like, is it an overreaction? Yes, but I mm-hmm. think that's just like his character. Yeah, I, Honestly, I agree. I can't remember. I guess it was Nubsiv who said it, but I kind of agree that I feel like the team's solution to this wasn't temporary, and that they would find another reason down the line mm-hmm. for yeah. them to not be together. Yeah, like I understand where Nubsip's coming from, where he feels like it's just going to be constantly something that keeps coming up where they can't be together. Especially if they were like going to plan to continue promoting Nubsip and Ayo as a couple after the series aired, which mm. I mean, in real life, a lot of ships do do that. So I can see where he's coming from. But yeah, I think him and Aoi are both very rash in the way that they process their emotions but like rash Mm. in different ways if that makes sense yeah yeah definitely and you kind of you do see like when they're having the meeting you do see that aoi has understood the ramification of what he did and he's sorry about it (laughs) yeah definitely Uh because he that's like his turning point he stops sabotaging at that point so Another thing I have in my notes about this whole scene is that I feel like you can really see in this scene the maturity levels and differences between Gene and Nubsiv. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Gene is so matter-of-fact and, I guess, composed and just has a very adult approach to everything. But Nubsiv is being a little more immature about it. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, this this I makes mean, sense that they yeah, have Nubsib's yet. like a 20-year-old kid, by all means, who is like... Mm finally able to be with the person he's been in love with for god knows how long and so like to him that's like all that matters and like it's definitely like he's not thinking he also comes from like a rich family so like he doesn't have to think about like well this is my livelihood because he can always you know he has like his dad's business and i think that like he just doesn't think about things from a matter of fact point of view he thinks with his heart and his heart only thinks of like has gene in it basically Mm. yeah we really see that too whenever he (laughs) he threatens to terminate his contract i was like i'll just pay the cancellation (laughs) fee bitch i honestly love how dramatic that part was so dramatic (laughs) but yeah he is really reactionary in a different way than aoi yeah, because if you think about it, like, what he does and what Aoi does isn't, like, that far from no. each other. They just, like, they're different, but at the same time, they have a lot of similarities. And I think that's why Nubsip dislikes Aoi so much, because mm. he can read him 
a lot better. Mm. Like, obviously, Jane could not read him. But, like, Nubsip was like, I know what this guy is doing. And mm. that's why he's never... I mean, obviously, he also knew he was going after Jean, which was, like, part of it. But, yeah. like, I also think he can see under Aoi's surface and relate, understand the way he acts. And I think that's why he always, like, disliked him so much, partially. Yeah. And, like, Nubsip had, like, advantage... Yeah. By having his manager, Tom is Jean's friend. They he already knew Jean from they were kids, so he knows his personality sort of. And he talked to the brother and like he had a lot of advantages coming into this. So he was like five steps ahead of Aoi. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Aoi came in to this like on the losing side already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. He didn't stand a chance, but he wanted to believe that he did. Yeah, because he didn't know about all the yeah, like their history and stuff like yeah. that. Like he couldn't know that. Freaking yeah. Jean didn't even realize it at first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because Nub- this is like kind of going forward, but because Nubsib is so reactionary, I honestly thought at that second press conference that he was gonna confess. In front of everyone. <laughs> right? Like, I was yeah. so scared. I was so surprised that, like, he held it in. Like, yeah, right. But I think that's when he started thinking about, like, Gene and not wanting to bring harm to Gene. And, like, mm. that's what kept him reined in. But, like, I honestly thought he would just, like, let it all out. Yeah. I thought, like, when I was watching the press conference, I... I felt like it. it's so weird seeing the three of them sitting up there and Mok just being in the <laughs> background, being all <laughs> messed up and whatever. And it's just like, how did we end up here? <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. <laughs> At the same time, he... Who gets the message that Mok is in a new show? Yeah, that was in that episode. Wasn't it, um, doesn't go to Aoi? Yeah, well, I think he saw it on social media yeah, or something. He, like, yeah. even lost the one person who, like, wanted to be on his team in the end. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. So sad. <laughs> Didn't they use the promotional pictures for Why Destiny for that? Did they? I don't even <laughs> remember. I might have, like, just seen it because I just saw White Destiny, but <laughs> I sort of felt like it was the pairing that was in the story was Mook, like, in White Destiny with the, the, the guy he's paired with there. I mean, it would make sense. Huh. That would be, like, a nice, like, a call. Crossover. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I can't. <laughs> I, 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 I might be remembering wrong, but I, I just remember having that distinct thought <laughs> watching it. Yeah, I feel like like for as long as episode 12 was, I feel like not a lot happened at the same time, <laughs> yeah. if that makes sense. Like, yeah. Obviously, there was the press conference, and then I just feel like nothing happened and then at the end like gene and nubsip came back together that was kind of like one of my quips about the finale i feel like Mm. for all the time that it was like an hour and 20 minute episode or something i feel like they could have utilized the time a lot better Mm. and i feel like a lot did not happen in the episode like i'm like i don't know what else to talk about like obviously Mm -hmm. they got back together at the end but like and there was a press conference, but I feel like not much happened in between. 
Yeah, you know the whole scenes when Jean is writing the ending of his yeah. book and they're <laughs> yeah. going through all the different endings. And I just, okay, I get what they were doing. It was still weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like an Nupsip at one point just looks directly to the camera and just like breaking the third yeah. wall uh, thing. And it, I think they did that to sort of pull people out of the fantasy, like, guys, oh, yeah. this, like this is a TV end. series. <laughs> this is a TV series. It's not real life. Calm down. We're stopping now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like that they, at the very end, pulled the author into it. Like, yeah, I thought that was so cool. Yeah. I, I really, really like that Like the author is at the ca- outside cafe or whatever, yeah. writing away and watches Jean and Upsip and and, and that she gets the call to do the series afterwards. Yeah. Just like as if her story is based on these two people she saw in a restaurant one time, right? It's very full circle. <laughs> yeah, coming back to fan fiction again. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a really genius way to end it. Yeah. I it really was... liked it. Mm. And they sort of like incorporated the author and made a nod towards her which i really like because often with tv series in like the whole world they it's based off of a book or whatever they sort of just ignore the original Mm -hmm. author and like they don't exist and just treat like the tv series or whatever like something new even though that the tv series is basically a fanfic of the original story right because it's an adaption so at least you need to give some credit to the author other than just like writing that this is based off this this yeah Mm -hmm. no i i like that yeah i'm all for incorporating authors into the tv series and like not always just like they don't have to write the whole script or whatever just right involve them somehow yeah Mm -hmm. I mean that's that's it for a lovely that's writer. I know yep. we have this special episode coming next week. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> which looks like a wild ride. Yeah. I watched the trailer and I was like, I think half half of it, my theory is that like the horror part is going to be Gene writing a novel and like picturing mm-hmm. him and Nubsip as the characters. Yeah. That's where I think like the horror aspect comes into play. But mm. like I'm really curious to see. I know that the author did write a lot of different she did like eight special chapters to the novel mm. or something. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know if she's just folk if this just focuses on one of them or if they pulled a bunch of them together or if it's just like something completely new. But like I love this series, so like I'm excited to see whatever is in store for it. Yeah, same. Yeah. Agreed. Since we stopped, like, we're done with talking, can we just mention this? Because I remembered it while we were talking. You know, this is sort of like a tea time thing. (laughs) We heard, while this was still airing, the actor who plays Nubzip as a kid, his parents had to put out a message on social media that people needed to stop sexualizing this kid. Yeah. What the fuck? I forgot that happened. I think I blacked it out from my mind because I was just like, what the... That that kid is literally, like, eight years old. Yes! I hate everyone that said anything. Like, 
sexual about that kid at all. Like, that's so fucked up. And, like, the parents had to go on social media because they were, they had control over his Instagram yeah, accounts and whatnot. Because he's a kid! <laughs> and, and they had to tell people to calm the fuck down. It's, it's so, so embarrassing. Weird. Like, this is, like, the that family's first, like, encounter to a BL fandom and people are freaking sexualizing a kid. Oh, I'm so disgusting. Oh, yeah, I don't think those people would <laughs> think that was okay if that was their kid. Right. Yeah. Like, where does that even come from? Like, I mean, there's a whole other thing about, like, sexualizing actors in general. Mm-hmm. Like, but at least, like, be decent enough to separate the child actor from the actual, like, legal adult actor. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, first of all, he is not his character, so he is not yep. Nubsip. He is not baby Nubsip. And second mm-hmm. of all, the literal child. Like, he is, like, two <laughs> feet tall. Like, what what goes through people's minds when they, they think to make these comments? Oh, I don't understand. People are living in this fantasy world where they think, like, everything that's happening on screen is, like, real life and that it's okay to do stupid shit like this. And that's still weird because, like, let alone, like, living in a fantasy world, but, like, does that mean you, like, think that eight-year-old nubsip as a child in the series as a child like are sexualizing him as well like either way he's a child he was a child in the series and he's a child out of the series so like where why (laughs) i don't understand (laughs) yeah oh i i just need everyone who was like sexualizing that kid is a pedophile get some help you need yeah they are you need to understand that if you sexualize that kid you're a pedophile and you need to get some serious help Oh, it gives me the chills to even think about it. Yeah, I hate it. Anything that, like, has to do with kids, I'm like, no. No, 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 no. Poor child. Yeah. And, like, I have two kids. I am so scared of my kids getting old enough to go on social media. It freaks me the hell out. Yeah. But, yeah. So, we can end on that horrible note. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Oh, we also need to make another announcement that is also kind of sad coco has oh yeah yeah so basically our lovely coco who we haven't seen in a while she just has like a lot going on in life with work and everything like that and she has decided to step back as one of the hosts of the podcasts Mm -hmm. so she'll still be involved with us she's still on our team she's gonna be like doing the art for all of our patreons who are on the patreon tiers and stuff like that but she was just having a really hard time trying to juggle her work and her Mm. real life responsibilities while also recording for the podcast yeah she works a lot like yeah 24 hour shifts and everything so like she's very overworked and it makes me very sad but Mm -hmm. i mean but she really still wants to be involved. So she's going to yeah. do the art. And I left her an open invitation. If she ever gets the time, she will join us. Yes. But from now on, Kayla will be. We like have permanent. lovely Kayla. Yay. Yeah, it feels kind of bittersweet from that <laughs> yeah. perspective. But yeah, it's not like she's gone from. No, no. And like you didn't like steal her role or something no. like that. Like she voluntarily stepped back and mm-hmm. Kayla has decided to step up to help us out full time because she's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. 
And this sort of feels like like a full circle thing because Kayla was actually the first person I <laughs> asked to join. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I mean, at that time I was really busy working too, mm-hmm. like I was working every day, and I just yeah. felt like I didn't have like the equipment or setup to do anything yeah, like that. Yeah, and but... in your defense, I did write you on Twitter and. We weren't following each other, so it was like sort of hidden in like oh, the yeah. Twitter messages. Oh. So it's fine. We we ended up here in the end. We came back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so together. I think it worked I got out. The hang of it. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is gonna be good. Like Coco will still be involved because we love her, and yeah. um, if she ever wants to jump on for an episode, if she has time, she will always mm-hmm. be welcome to. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> That's, I don't know. Do we have any other announcements that we need to make before we end? Like, the only thing is FujoCon. Yes. When this comes out, we will already have been to FujoCon. So if you didn't catch us there, our, we've um, told the, the people who arranged FujoCon that it's okay that they save our panel. Mm-hmm. So... I will get the link for that and put it in the description. So if you want to check out our talk about morality in boys love dramas, you can do that. Perfect. All right. Well, it's kind of weird to have an episode without a guest, but it was nice. Yeah. So we've, we had a lot of thoughts. Like when we have a lot of guests on, we don't get to discuss what we think. (laughs) So it's good. But we'll be back mm-hmm. next week with another guest. So yes, <laughs> social media to see more yeah, info well, about that. Yeah, well, we already know who the guest is, so we can probably just announce it. Yeah, now. it'll probably be announced by this point already by the yeah. time it goes on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So our best buddy Perth is coming back. Yay! Yay! I'm Perth. so excited because I wasn't there the first time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to talk to him yet. Yeah, so we will get to like discuss why Destiny with him. So so that will be exciting. And you know when we talk to Perth, we just go on several we'll talk about everything. So <laughs> it'll be a fun conversation no matter I what. I think so too. And I will not be drugged for this one. <laughs> I forgot that was right after you had your surgery. Oh yeah, my god. <laughs> heavily drugged on that episode what a wild time that seems like ages ago and it really was because that was in january and it's already Mm. june almost 20 episodes ago it's insane wow but yeah that'll be exciting we all love birth here and we know you guys Mm. do too so yeah so that's it for today thank you so much for listening Leave your thoughts about Lovely Writer in the comments if you're on YouTube. If you're listening to this on Spotify, go on Twitter or Instagram and uh, leave us a comment there. Yes. And thank you so much to the people who've been like private messaging us with lovely messages. It's, yeah. it's like, it's so, it's so nice to read. And I just, uh, I'm, I appreciate it so much because it's sort of, been like a highlight in like a difficult period in Mm. my life at least on like the family front so it's been really nice to read that people are enjoying it and it's just lovely yeah yeah you guys are awesome thank you for Mm. listening always yeah yep okay guys bye. bye bye
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.